Bestie, would you believe that it's been a month since we've had any weenies here on the channel? I think that's kind of fucked up. Also, how is your uh your your sick you're sick again, right? I am sick again. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as you can hear in my voice, because it sounds a little rough right now, so I apologize for that. Yeah, I got a upper respiratory infection like two weeks after I got the flu, so that's fun. My immune system is fucking tragic. <laughs> it is hard out here for a pimp. But um, I'm here, I'm alive, I'm starting to feel better. It's just this cough that's really fucking annoying and fucking with my voice. Can't smoke weed <clears throat> or do anything. I can't be. I can't be having fun. I'm just here. To be fair, I had two edibles the past two days, so. Yeah, you have you know. you've had two 200 milligram <laughs> edibles. It's, Where the hell do people get these things? You know, it we're out here. It definitely hit <laughs> after not smoking for a a few days and then I just full sent into 200 milligrams. I was vibrating. Yeah, you said you were vibrating like I a tuning fork. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! For those of you guys that don't know what a tuning fork is, basically just one of those like two thi the two pronged metal things that you hit it and goes like boom and it plays a note. Anyway, whatever. whatever. Yeah. What? That's what a tuning fork is. Oh, I know, but it's you oh. explaining what a fucking tuning fork is. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's someone that watching that's like, "What's a mansplain fucking moment you've ever had?" <laughs> what do you mean that's a mansplain moment? That would be a mansplaining moment if I was explaining it to you. Uh, you did. You said, "Uh, yeah." No, that's I was explaining what a it to the audience. Is. I was explaining it to the audience. <laughs> no, but then you looked at me. You said, "Yeah, that's what a tuning fork is." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, God. All right. This intro has gone on long enough. This first post is posted by user present concern 4789. Am I the weenie for telling my sister she's an idiot if she thought her actions at her wedding wouldn't have consequences? Quick backstory. My bio dad died when I was young, and my mom remarried when my sister was eight and I was 10. We are now in our late 20s. Stepdad focused a lot of his time providing for us, so I never got close to him, but I'm grateful for him. I'm engaged, and my sister is going to marry in about a month. My wedding will be in a year. Both of us are close to her mom, though. My sister, who I will call Noelle, fucked up in my opinion. At first, I was on her side, but now I feel bad for her stepdad. Noelle isn't going to have him walk her down and give her away. I understand this is her decision, and when that came out, I helped my mom and stepdad understand that it was her choice. The turning point happened last week when she told us that he will not be sitting at the family table. When I asked her why, she made it clear he wasn't family to her. Again, her right, but damn, he is the reason we had such a good childhood and are debt-free. He paid for college and worked a ton. I knew this would result in them not going to the wedding, and they informed my sister. She called me upset and was ranting about how it was her wedding, that she was being, ab that she was being abandoned. I had enough and told her she is an idiot if she think her actions wouldn't have consequences. She called me a jerk and hung up. I'm unsure if I was a jerk and I feel guilty since I am now closer to my parents since I promised he can walk me down at my wedding. Damn. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up. So, it, OP didn't say, like, her sister and stepdad had a rough relationship or, like... Nope, just that the stepdad put a lot of energy into, mm. like, providing for them after their dad died when they were young. 
Yeah, that's that's uh, rough because I, I I can imagine losing your your biological dad like that would take a huge toll. But I yeah. don't think it's right for you to like just isolate your stepdad, mm-hmm. especially knowing like he put so much time and effort trying to provide for the family. Yeah. And like he came in pretty late because like the kids were pretty grown up. Well, eight and ten. I mean, they they were grown enough, I guess, to like form their own personalities and all that. Yeah, it just seems like this attitude about it came out of nowhere. Just given the context of this, there was there's no prior context to, you know, their relationship with you know their their sister uh, in quotes Noel. Mm-hmm. You know, that hasn't. There's no statement here about in the original post here about. Um, any uh, alluding to anything that Noel and the stepdad had any kind of rocky relationship. Yeah, I've never ha- I've never had a step parent, so it's I yeah. I can I can understand the the stereotypical di- like you're not my father, you're not my mom, like my real dad, my real mom dynamic. But I don't without any prior context here i don't um, i'm gonna go into the com- i'm going into the comments here to see if yeah the the top comment here uh i think you know you're not the weenie but i'm confused by this honestly did your sister ever express that she didn't consider stepdad family before this seems like it was out of nowhere kind of and then op re- responded saying not really she has always idolized our dead dad and was upset when she hit a milestone and he couldn't be there I think this came out full force on the issue that she decided to reject stepdad completely. We both didn't have close relationships, but that was due to him working like 60 hours a week to provide. Mm. Yeah, I can understand, you know, if he has to provide for for them, you know, to step into such like a big responsibility. Yeah. And two like pretty grown kids, like that's a whole family right there. And you're kind of stepping in and. You're willing to do that? Yeah. You know, I, like, mean, I mean, well, well, I mean, like, uh, I mean, he's obviously been in the family for a while now. Like, the uh, the mom remarried when uh, she, when OP was ten, and her sister was, eight, and their sister was eight. Yeah. So it's like, man, I don't. Maybe, I don't want to assume, but I'm obviously about to. <laughs> um, I'm about to assume all over this video. <laughs> Perhaps this was just some sort of repressed feeling yeah. that she had had, and it kind of just came all out yeah. at once because of this. I think that, uh, what, was, uh, what, what did she say, the, the, the person, uh, the quote-unquote, Noel, I almost said uh, Rochelle. Uh, while she is totally valid to have the feelings that she has about the situation, I think that if there is a weenie in the situation it's more her because it sounds like it's just completely like nope he's not coming he's not sitting at the family table he is not you know yeah like walking not me sitting down. So, not sitting at the table where the entire family is going to be that's that's pretty fucked up cuz it's like you just want him to sit by himself <laughs> can he get his tuition money back like that's crazy yeah, at the comment- same at the same time like we don't know if anything did go down between them, because we don't have that context, but it, I don't know. Uh, OP says like, yeah, I understand 
not walking her down, uh, but the table was basically a fuck you to him. Mm. I sadly think the damage has been done, and even if she retracts what she said, it can't be undone. The plate is broken, and duct tape won't fix it. Yeah, that's, I, it's just an all-around shitty situation. I don't think... I don't think she, she should have done that. Yeah, she was uh, straight up like, no, you can't come, but she was more than willing to take that tuition money. Yeah. OP says in the comments that the tuition money was a gift. Uh, let me see if there are any updates. No updates, from what it seems. Yeah. Well, hopefully somehow, some way that that relationship can be fixed later down the line, I think. I feel like sister is uh, holding on to a lot of anger, just a lot of negative feelings, probably yeah. because, you know, they lost their biological dad. She probably feels like, no, I can't can't replace him. Like you said, I, I would hope that something can be done here Yeah. to, to fix this. Uh, I was just scrolling through the comments looking to see if the there's like any update on the wedding or anything with any kind of interactions, but not from what I can tell. So Damn. we may have to keep some tabs on this one. Yeah. I, I know that we've talked about possibly revisiting certain ones, but... Um, we'll have to go back through old videos and comb through some things and see if it's worth doing. But yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on. I think I'm getting the flu. I'm not sure if it's cold or if it's the flu. Ew. But I'm like achy and like stuffy. Oh, damn. Do you have a fever? No. That's probably not the flu. The flu would mean fever, right? Uh, usually. I know I had a, I had a fever when I had the flu. My next post is posted by user agitated ad 2603. Am I the weenie for not wanting my sister at my wedding since she is in a wheelchair and will take up all of the spotlight? Interesting title. Interesting title. My sister, 26, has been on and off out of the hospital. I'm going to call my sister Anna. Anna got cancer when she was 15 and was able to beat it. Ever since she has been having growths and anytime one appears, we are worried about the cancer coming back. My issue is that she always makes these announcements that she needs to go to the doctors again at the worst times. At the beginning, I thought it was just bad timing, but it has happened so many times when I hit a milestone. My graduations, my birthdays, my engagement party. Anytime she makes an announcement that she needs to go back to the hospital, my whole family will flock to her. I've had my birthday dinner turn into my relatives flocking to her for the whole night. I had a dinner party to announce my wedding date for my relatives. It was going so great, and it was a fun time until Anna told mom she needs to go back to the hospital. Soon, everyone forgot about the reason for the dinner party, and it was quiet. My aunt even stepped in to do a prayer for, aunt, for Anna. Another event was taken over. I went low contact with her after that. She was invited to the wedding, and it is in two weeks. I learned today she is in on and off in a wheelchair for my mom slash Anna. She will need to take it just in case for the wedding. I asked if the rest of the family was informed, and she told me no. I told both of them they need to inform them. They told me they don't want to worry them and won't do that. I had enough and told them, you need to tell them before my wedding. Again, a no. I then informed them Anna is not invited. This started a huge argument about how I'm a dick, and my point is that I'm sick of her stealing the spotlight. That is what will happen if she rolls in with a wheelchair. Edit. I'm going to do a mass blast to all my relatives, saying she is in a wheelchair and unsure if she will be able to make it to my wedding. Keep my sister and their thoughts and prayers. I, I think when you have someone in your family that is sick, whether it be like a sibling, whatever, it 
you can't forget, I guess, about like other family members as well. Because I don't know. This is a tough one because it's like it feels like the sister has definitely been dealing with many health issues since she did have cancer. But you also can't you can't like have one thing turn into this look at me like kind of kinda i don't know i just think you can't have that be like the only thing that is defining your life yeah like defining her yeah you know? i've because I, I i've never been in a situation <clears throat> like this i've like i'm i don't see my siblings often but we're all close enough that We've never not necessarily started something where people have, you know, had to distance themselves Mm. or cut somebody off. So I I don't want to sound like I know exactly what this whole situation feels like. But yeah, I've had a lot of friends that have especially, you know, since we just like went through the holidays where you know that's a very hard time because a lot of family shit comes up at those kinds of times of the year so personally i have cut off family members and like have distanced myself from certain family members because if you don't it just hurts you more having to deal with someone who's very clearly toxic yeah and just Constantly like, wanting to bring you down, but yeah, in this case, I mean, I don't it's, know. It's 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 rough because you know Anna has gone through <clears throat> uh, has has like battled cancer. Yeah, uh, may be in and out of a wheelchair at the wedding. I am not downplaying her illness or the severity of her situation, but like I don't know if Anna is. 100% aware of what they're doing. It just, the timing seems like. It, it just seems weird. way too convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, we're not in this situation. We don't know how the dynamic really is. This is yeah. Reddit. You know, it's just, I don't, I, despite the illness, despite all of that, like I said, not trying to downplay the severity of it. You can't make everything about you all the time. I don't think OP is is the weenie here. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think anyone is the weenie. Yeah. It's unfair that Anna is putting OP in this situation and seems to always have some new thing when OP has some big news, you know, I can understand after a while from OP's point of view getting kind of frustrated with that a little bit i don't know op is not the weenie i don't uh i'm not going to say that anna is a weenie either it's just family is so complicated it truly relationships are like so it just reminds me of that scene in the bear the christmas episode where they're all sitting at the table oh my god some of you might know what i'm talking about i'm thankful i don't have i'm not in a family that's like that i i'm sorry to anybody who is in any kind of family dynamic where 
you know, you have to walk on eggshells around them. Like I've had to walk on eggshells around like, you know, people that I didn't really get along with. And that's hard enough. I can't imagine. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. All right. My first story is posted by user throw underscore AITA underscore away. Idiot. Am I the weenie for backing out of my best friend's bachelorette trip because my boyfriend needed me? Yes. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, move on to the next story. <laughs> I was kidding. Uh, I apologize for any errors, kind of writing this post in a desperate state, so I'm sorry. Six months ago, my 24 female best friend Tess, 26 female, asked me to be her maid of honor for her wedding. We have been friends for years now, and I love her a lot. She's always been there for me, and we've been through a lot together. The one thing Tess was the most excited for was her bachelorette. She has been talking about it even before she got engaged, which is why I feel so guilty. I also helped her plan our Vegas trip, and we were supposed to leave this week. But a few days ago, Jason got laid off of work. Even though he saw it coming, it hit him hard. He's just stressed and really upset. He didn't even tell me at first because he didn't want me to be worried, but when he finally told me, I just knew I couldn't go anymore. I was really conflicted, and I knew what this meant to Tess, uh, and that I'm the maid of honor. But I just couldn't ever consider going to Vegas while Jason is this upset. He's a strong guy, but I felt like he shouldn't go through this alone. I worked up the courage to call Tess, and it just went so much worse than I planned. Tess thought I was joking at first, and then she just became really angry, which is understandable, but I wish she understood my situation too. Tess at first told me to do whatever and cut the call. She didn't respond when I tried contacting her again. After that, she sent me a lot of messages saying that I'm stealing her special day and started questioning why I accepted to be a maid of honor if I didn't want to do the duties that came along with it. She said, I'm untrustworthy and jealous that I'm ruining her special moment for a guy I've only known for a year. I'll admit, I usually don't accept Tess's offers to go clubbing and she blames that on Jason being controlling. But in reality, I've explained that I just turned into a homebody because I never really enjoyed that stuff in the first place. I still go out with her a lot. I make sure I'm there for her. Before her bachelorette, I was willing to do that and more. I really did want to go and make it special. She told me that her whole plan will fall through because I was the one with the plan. I told her I'll explain it all to one of our other friends. But she said I don't have to because I'm no longer her friend. That hurt a lot to hear. On one hand... I don't regret my decision. Jason needs me, and Tess should understand how difficult this is for us. But also, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip, and she has been dreaming about it since forever. I'm also the one who planned a lot of the stuff. Our mutuals also reached out to let me know that Tess was very angry, and that what I did was not cool. Now I'm doubting myself, and I need to know if I have to apologize. I obviously can't ask anyone I know. Jason thinks I'm right, and I'm sure Derek and the bridesmaids think Tess is right. So that is why. So that is why this post. Uh, thank you if you're trying to help me. Damn. Okay. So this is funny that we've. Um, well, this is this situation is <clears throat> not funny, but I find it funny that we have unintentionally gotten posts that are just wedding related. Yeah. Right. I swear to God, guys, the only thing that we planned was that we were doing. Uh, Am I the weenie? That's all that we planned. Uh, an unintentional theme. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. Wow. I mean, OP planned a lot of this stuff. 
Yeah. So to just straight up cancel. Like that's. I, e- I understand. E- I just, yeah, my first thing was just like. Uh, man, that sucks that your boyfriend got laid off of work. There's never a good time for that. No. But he saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. so <laughs> listen, Jason, this might sound a little harsh, but Jason can always get another job. He really can. He really Tess can. is probably only going to get married, like, or at least this trip is only going to happen once. Yeah. So. And you're the maid of honor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I've never been a maid of honor. It's always been my dream. I know. I've always wanted to be the best man. You would look so good in a fucking tux. I'm saying, bro, I would literally love, love. Let's let's cover Jason first. (laughs) So Jason got laid off. He saw it coming. And he stressed. Hit him like a ton of bricks. Hit him like a ton of bricks. And he's stressed and really upset. I, that's yeah. that's valid. fair and valid. No, valid. that's fair and valid. Because getting laid off is not easy at any time. But what you could have been doing if you did see it coming is look for another job. She probably went into um, uh, concerned partner mode, mm-hmm. you know, and which is was... fair and valid, like. If your partner is going through something and very obviously they're upset, like you're going to want to console them and whatever. Yeah. But if you're only going to be gone for a weekend for your best friend and you're the maid of honor, like Jason will be fine. Jason's a big boy. He he can go through that. He can last a weekend without you like. I get it. When you're in a relationship, you have to like find that balance between yeah. like your friends and like your significant other or whatever. But I do think it's very shitty when you very obviously prioritize one over the yeah. other. Yeah. Because it's like everybody needs their own like TLC. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to take care of your friendships, you have to take care of your relationship. Yeah. But you can't just neglect the other, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like a garden. You can't just water the corn and then just not water the (laughs) corn. You can't just like focus on one area of the garden and then just like neglect the peas because then in like uh, whatever the season for picking is, you're not going to have peas to pick. You're going to just have corn. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's a horrible analogy. I'm thank sorry. you for that. Thank you for that one, Daryl. Thanks for that one. Brilliant. Jesus. Uh, Another one in the books. Real good. Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> God. Uh, so this top comment says, I'm sorry, but you're the weenie. Uh, Jason can manage himself for a weekend without you, even, even if he is sad about something. He is a big boy, and he can make plans with other friends and family and take care of himself while you are gone. You bailed on your good friend to just sit at home and hold his hand. I think you owe your friend a huge apology. Now, at this point, I'm pretty sure that OP is going to be staying home. So, uh, And she just lost a best friend. She just lost a best friend. So she can tend to Jason. Uh, another comment uh, they quoted when OP said, Jason thinks I'm right. And they said, 
There, that right there tells you everything you need to know. I bet he thinks you're right because it benefits him and no one else. This man is showing you hints of what the future will look like. If he really loved you and was willing to put you first the way you do to him, uh, he'd have never let you miss out on this meaningful event with your best friend. It's a weekend. He knew him being laid off was coming even. What? He knew him being laid off was coming, uh, but is all too happy to have that come in between your closest friendship. Either he's selfish and you need a backbone, or you are just using his job loss as an excuse not to go, which makes you both selfish where your friends, uh, wow. which makes you both selfish where your friends concerned. You're the weenie. All right, my next one is by user rare-rock-4875. Am I the weenie for telling my boyfriend he deserved to get humbled? <laughs> is there a wedding involved in this? No. Oh, okay. I, 18 female, and my boyfriend, 19 male, have been dating since we started college in October 2021. For the past, I'd say, eight months, my boyfriend has become very interested in MMA. Uh, he gets up at like 3 a.m. to watch fights and often has play I'm, wait, fights. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I'm sorry. That, you cut out on Discord from there for a second. Did you say anime or MMA? MMA. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what the fuck? He gets up at like 3 a.m. to watch fights and often has play fights with his friends. One of these friends are important in this situation. I'll call him S. We had a very large group of friends. We all graduated in summer, uh, but we all kept in touch over summer until now. Now, these play fights, or spars, as my boyfriend would say, were all fun and games, but they actually led my boyfriend to believe he could actually fight because S who says he does MMA, oh, said he's no. naturally good. <laughs> oh, no, don't, 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 no. Okay, so this friend is enabling this friend. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see this. Uh, this led to a massive ego, and he said he wanted to have an actual fight. And one of our other friends, Dad, owned a gym with a ring, and he said he could let him fight there. S proposed a guy for him to fight, and it was a guy back from school I'll call A. S was friends with A, not close friends, and I knew A because we used to sit next, each next to each other in class. S said he'll try to get a hold of him. A agreed, shockingly. When A agreed, I did express some concern to my boyfriend multiple times, and he didn't listen. A was a quiet guy, but as we sat next to each other for a year, I knew probably more than others about him. He was pretty much just one of those traditional masculine males in a physical sense. Worked out six days a week, rode horses, and did archery. Owned large dogs, but was one of those guys that looked intimidating, but was actually a nerdy and friendly guy. My boyfriend didn't like A or A's friends, and neither did the rest of the boys in our friend group. I always questioned my boyfriend on this, as A had literally never even spoken to him. And my boyfriend used to say it's because A is so arrogant and thinks he's so good looking. This led to a lot of arguments with my boyfriend, because why did my boyfriend care if other women were attracted to A when he had me? Nobody knew if A could fight, but S said uh, he told him something about he had been training in some form of martial arts. The whole build up to this, uh, my boyfriend was acting so childish, he'd constantly try to insult A in a group chat that was made, and A wouldn't even open them 90% of the time, and I don't think he responded once. When the fight came along, there was only one outcome from the start. A was visibly towering over my boyfriend, and he had clearly bulked up. On top of that, turned out he could fight. My boyfriend lost in, I'd say, 90 seconds. 
Oh, no. After it, I didn't bother consoling him. I berated him because I expressed my concern multiple times, and he picked not to listen to me. He said, I'm a weenie because I should support him unconditionally if I really loved him. He now won't speak to me because he says I embarrassed him in front of his friends while he was vulnerable. Part of me feels bad, but I feel like he needed to hear the truth. The people that love you the most and care about you the most will always be the ones that tell you the truth or let you find out the hard fucking way. He fucked around and he found out. Like, this guy sounds kind of insufferable. He said, yeah, I fucking, I spar with my friends all the time, dude. I, I can, can be fight. an MMA fucking fighter. I can fire. hold my own. Like, yeah. bro. And he, like, fully was trying to insult A and, like, trying to egg him on and shit. Like, A didn't even give him the time of fucking day, bro. I don't think you're the weenie uh, for letting him get humbled because I think he needed that. I think yeah. everybody needs a good humbling in their life. Yeah, because could it you imagine character. if? Yeah, I didn't read this ahead of time, but could you imagine? I thought it was going to end with the boyfriend getting his ass kicked by a stranger. I thought it was too when I first saw it, but it's even better that it's someone that everybody he knew. Know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But like my point with a stranger is, you know, uh, yeah, people need to be humbled sometimes. Yeah, Hopefully people need to be humble. Your yeah. boyfriend grows up <laughs> and just you know gets over it. He's got, ninety he's seconds. Got a, that's rough. <laughs> he's got a big weenie complex. That's <laughs> <laughs> hard out here, man. Yeah, man. No, yeah. <sighs> I can't fight. I can't fight either. But I'll talk shit. <laughs> I will flail my arms around like this oh. all day long until like, you just back up. I will, <laughs> I, I'm coming closer. I'm, I'm coming, coming closer. closer. I'm get well, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed our weenie stories. It's uh, good our to weenie fest. get back into spicy. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm on literally every social media. It's at Certicate. Check me out. Maybe not. It's okay. You can follow the show at the Daydream Arcade on every social media. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at the Dairy Boy on every social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. And also, I have been meaning to say this. If you enjoy these spicy Reddit episodes, you can get them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search the Daydream Arcade. We're on there. We've added those as bonus episodes. So all of the spicy Reddit stories are on there, including yeah. the podcast. But only the video versions are available here. Because you guys yes. are special. And they will always be here. Unless unless Spotify wants to give us like that Joe Rogan like one hundred million dollar uh, deal to, you know, be have this exclusively on Spotify, in which case uh the YouTube. Then we might have done. to sell out. <laughs> wow, they're not even at a thousand subs yet, and they're already getting big wieners about it. But no, seriously, if you guys uh, want to help us out there, if you guys love this content, please go follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you do. All you got to do is go up top of the page, hit that follow button, and you'll get notified every time that we release these Woo! on there. So help spread the joy of the Daydream Arcade around. Follow the TikTok. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell us. Tell your mom that we love her. Tell us we're pretty. <laughs> No? All right, okay. cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs>